You know, Jerry, you always say, who's the next great guy to unite us? I think it's Roy Hall. Where's Where are the heroes at, is Roy what Hall I was asking. Roy, yes. hello, sir. What's up, Roy? Hey, what's going on, fellas? We do you? love us some Roy Hall. So, hey, tell <laughs> us, we were reading in the dispatch this whole break the cycle thing, and we told Casey, our producer, we got to get Roy on. What's going on? Yeah, man. So I decided to, I was reading an article um, in the Columbus Dispatch, and, you know, it, Sometimes, you know, you want to make sure uh, you don't you don't waste any opportunities to make a difference. And, you know, the homicide rate is just through the roof right now. Right. I mean, as of a few days ago, it was about 116, uh, unfortunately, victims. But 23% of that were uh, young people under the ages of 19. And so uh, immediately I just looked at our resources and our tools and I said, what can we do to offer part of the solution? Now, uh, any type of violent crime, homicides and gun violence, that's a whole other conversation. However, one thing that I know that I can do and what we can do as a Driven Foundation team is leverage uh, our ability to impact young people through leadership and mentorship sessions. And so the virtual age has allowed us to be able to reach multiples of people. So we got together and said, hey, man, how can we catch the young people early on to give them some hope and offer them some tools that hopefully can prevent them from being in situations and putting themselves in situations that an act of violence could take them out maybe a little bit later in life. And so we're doing a free uh, four-day camp. Uh, we're packed to capacity right now. Um, we were looking for 80 people. We took 100 kids that signed Great. up in over 48 hours. Uh, and we'll be virtual online with them two days, this Saturday uh, and Sunday, and then next Saturday and Sunday. But we're giving free meals to the families of all these kids, T-shirts, hooded sweatshirts, uh, a workbook. We put all this together in a matter of five days just from reading that article because we want to make a difference. How important is it to get them young? Uh, it's, I mean, I, I, in my opinion, that's the key. Uh, um, yep, I would think a, so. A lot of kids are missing, um, you know, that father figure in their right. lives. Some, some, some uh, uh, young men and young women are missing their moms, broken homes, poverty, challenges. A lot of the things that our young people deal with emotionally, they get from adults. So since adults don't know how to conduct themselves and figure out problems to solutions in society and figure out how to handle pressure and perform under pressure, the young kids never learn how to do it as well. It's easy to teach a young person how uh, uh, to do an equation or how to re uh, write a story or whatever, but when you get into the real world, a lot of the tools that you get in school from a discipline standpoint can't be applied to emotional and mental health. And so we on, they only have an opportunity to see things from their, their parents' lens and what they're being taught from observation what we're aiming to do is say, hey, you got to be the best version of you no matter what the situation is, and you could take these disciplines that we're giving you and apply them to academics, apply them to life, apply them to your emotions, apply them to your day-to-day -day operations, and each one of those kids need that. If we can get them early, then when they grow up, hopefully they'll have the tools and the skill set to be able to say, somebody taught me how to deal with this situation, even if it was at a young age. Roy Hall's with us, the Buckeye, and we're going to talk Buckeyes in Nebraska in a little bit. Let me ask you this, Roy, because I think, and this is just my opinion, I could be totally wrong, but one of the biggest things facing youth is peer pressure. How do you teach kids to deal with that? But maybe you don't want to do something. But that buddy and your buddies, you want to be cool, and they're bugging you, and they want to do it. How do you combat that? Here's the, here's the thing, Torg, and that's a great question. It's not just kids. It's adults. Adults haven't understood how to master peer pressure. And so our young people don't have a, a tool or an example like, hey, my mom, I saw my dad be strong enough not to fall victim to this, when a lot of times they're watching the people that they look up to 
make the same mistakes based on peer pressure, based on pressure itself. What you have to teach the kids is how to be an inside-and-out operation. It is not about other people and other people's opinions because rarely do the people that you have around you when you're a young person end up being the exact same people that's around you as an adult that's helping you succeed and get to the levels that you want to get to. So if I can, at an early age, show you, for example, like in 2K or in Fortnite or in these video games that you guys are playing, it's not about – uh, what everybody else is doing. It's about how much do you play the game? How better are you getting? What skins do you have? If I'm talking Fortnite talk, it's not about everybody else. And good analogy. Yeah, that's life a really good analogy. Roy, do you life play is- Fortnite? Do I play Fortnite? Yeah. Come on, man. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> hey, now, now watch, though. I know about it, and I know enough about it to have yeah. a conversation about it because the audience that I'm reaching in this particular case, they play Fortnite. So it's my responsibility as an adult who wants to lead these kids to know exactly what they're into. Yeah. And so just like in Fortnite, when you have a certain skin that you like because you like it, it's no different in real life. I'm going to do what I like because I like it, and if it doesn't align with what my goals are and my dreams, then I'm not doing it. That is our pal Roy Hall, founder of the Driven Foundation. And over the years, we've known you. uh, How long have you been coming to our Beat Michigan Breakfast Club? And we're all about you, Roy. And getting to know you over this amount of time, has it ever occurred to you, would you consider a run for office? And I'm not talking about city council. I mean, do you have any ambition to perhaps one day? Because you are a truly, you walk the walk. And I admire that. No, I appreciate that. I, I Politics is, is, is really not my space. Purpose is. And right now I'm allowed to be able to operate in purpose. And by purpose, I mean my ability to help others. I believe that all of our purpose is to use our respective platforms to make a difference. So wherever you are, whatever profession you are, your, your purpose is to use your platform to make a difference. Life is not about you. And so I, I know that you can change things through policy. I know that you can change things uh, uh, through positioning and position. Uh, however, I feel like having boots on the ground and having somebody to, to say, you know what, I'm going to use our platform as a former Buckeye and use that Buckeye Nation to impact the people that wouldn't have uh, have anything if we didn't have Buckeye Nation is where I want to be. So, you know, if I could use my voice when I'm speaking in different companies in corporate America to encourage them to go out and help more, then great. But the office piece is not for me. Hey, let's uh, do talk Buckeyes because the Big Fair Ten enough. announced that any COVID cancellations is going to be a no contest, and the positivity rate is 5%. How tough is it for an athlete? You're going through this right now, the pandemic. You're trying to keep yourself fit, uh, safe. You're not trying to infect others. You're relying on another team for your success. Do you, do you ever put yourself in the shoe of the current day Buckeye and realize, holy cow, there's a lot going on? It's a ton going on, and it's a lot of pressure uh, for these young people. But you have to have mental toughness to be able to productively um, uh, perform under pressure. And Coach Day and that entire coaching staff uh, and and Coach Mick, like they do a great job of building mental toughness. And they've been doing that, obviously, since earlier this year. And so uh, I'm not really worried about that part. They understand what's at stake. Uh, We've seen enough positive covid uh, uh, in confirmations across the board in the NFL and, and also in college football where certain people are going to be held out or had to miss games. So they know what's at stake at this point in time. From what I understand, if you get a positive test, you're pretty much done for two or three weeks. There's no second, third, fourth, fifth test like in the SEC and the Big Ten. Their protocol is once you get it, you're done. And so they understand that they have to be smart. They can't go to these parties. They can't do these things. 
the football season is what everyone rallied around and what everybody rallied about and protested on and was all up in their arms about, okay, now it's time for you guys to do your part because they did theirs. Hey, I know it's Nebraska, but it's still a big name. And usually Ohio State will start with like a Toledo or a cupcake and then play a big game. How big is it? Put yourself in Roy Hall, opening day, Nebraska at the shoe when you got a legitimate chance to win a national title. It's, this is still a big game. And yeah. Now, you know, all things considered, you have Ohio State with superior talent, 14 or 15 five-star athletes. Nebraska may have one call on Yeah. Uh, so from a talent standpoint, it shouldn't even be close. From a talent standpoint, from a coaching standpoint, it shouldn't even be close. However, when you take the fans out of the stands and you take those uh, things off of the board and you say, hey, yeah, we're playing Ohio State, but they don't have their big brother with them. I don't know if you guys understand what it's like to get into it with somebody when you're a young person. You have all the confidence in the world when it's you versus them, a fourth grader versus a fourth grader. But when that fourth grader's eighth grade brother shows up, yeah. uh, ninth grade brother shows up, <laughs> hey, you perform a little bit different because you're like, man, they got a, uh, somebody behind them. Even if I win, you know, it's going to be somebody else that I got to face. And that's how it's like not having our, our fans in the stand in Buckeye Nation. It's like, yo, I want to, like, I can win this fight. But, you know, all of a sudden, they don't have big brothers, so we can give it all that we have. Win, win or lose, we could give it our best effort. So I think Nebraska's going to come in here saying, we've eliminated 50% of the problem, and so we got a legit shot. Hey, what do you think of Justin Fields? I mean, uh, for him, there's more than, you know, he wants to win a title, obviously. He's been very vocal about playing. This is a kid who could be a legit top 10 quarterback in the draft, or top oh, 10 pick. Like- yeah, I, I mean, he's already – it's not even a legit – I mean, he is a top-ten pick. The only thing that he would do to play himself out of that is to throw a, a, a two-hand full of picks, and I don't think that'll happen. He's very efficient. Uh, the offense that he's run now, this is his second year in it full-time. He has command of not only the offense but the entire team. When everything was going on with shutdowns, Justin Fields was in front being the leader uh, that he was called to be. And I believe at that point is when he could, took full control – of both offense and defense, and everyone on that team goes with his lead. And so I feel like Justin Fields is going to come out and show us exactly what he can do. It's similar to last year. He doesn't have to prove anything. He showed what he could do last year. If he just does that again or something close to it, he'll not only be a top ten pick or top top five or top ten pick, he'll also lead us potentially to another national championship. Yeah, unfortunately, he's going to be out of it for the Heisman just given the lack of games. I mean, Trevor Lawrence has a five-game head start statistically – Unfortunately, uh, with a full season, it would have been nice to see him make a run at a Heisman, but I don't think it's going to happen given the limited schedule here. That's the one part that's a little bit disappointing. However, the Heisman voters, you never know. You never know what those guys are thinking. If he comes out and just blows through eight games and destroys people, he might be in that conversation. Yeah. Yeah, he might get the invite. Hey, where do people get involved with the Driven Foundation? What's the website? Where's the info? Website is staydriven.org, staydriven.org. We also have a Thanksgiving dinner coming up um, uh, the Wednesday or so or Tuesday before Thanksgiving. We're going to feed 50 families, go door-to-door, and provide them with a Thanksgiving meal, uh, two Thanksgiving meals. So each family will get two Thanksgiving meals. And then in December, we do our annual food outreach, and we'll be delivering 300 boxes of free food to residences on the south side. So staydriven.org great opportunity to give and also to serve all right so we got something great going stuff. on without giving too much info we got something going on for beat michigan so we'll hook up with you then all right we'll love it man love it looking forward to it i know it's gonna be something crazy all a right. little delayed this <laughs> yeah, year but yeah. we're still gonna do something thanks for what you do roy i right, appreciate you guys yeah. all right, take care